0: Lynn Venhouse, and we're having a heat wave, but you know what you can do? Stay inside the air conditioning and watch things.
1: (laughs) My my name is Carl Middleman. And I was going to go to the Skyview tonight, but that is now not happening because it's going to be a thousand (laughs) degrees.
2: Indeed. this is Jim Batts from WeAreMovieGeeks.com. And
1: we're going to talk about The Lion King here in just a second. Around minute 27, we are going to talk about Maiden. Around minute 36, we're going to talk about The Art of Self-Defense. We're going to talk about new DVD releases around minute 45. Around minute 57, we will talk about Footloose at the Muni. And around one hour and 18 minutes, we'll have movie news and what's coming up next week.
2: Once things cool out, come see me at Grant's Farm, will you? Come
1: on. Yeah, well, I'll go if even if it's yeah, not. Well, yeah, well,
2: Monday is supposed to be cool. Monday, they say we're going to have this
0: change. So I scheduled, rescheduled all my appointments till Monday. <laughs> well, <laughs> also,
1: today. Jim, I went the day of our screening of the movie we're going to talk about today. Oh. And you, I went afterwards... And you were not there because that's you true. took off so you could see the movie that's we're right. going to talk that's about. Right.
2: Yeah, that's right. I do get a couple of days off a week, so I, uh, I take advantage of them when they have uh, daytime screening stores, which are getting fewer and fewer. They are. Yes.
1: All right, so let's talk about the number one movie of the year. Well, no, it's not going to be. It'll be the number one movie for the next couple of weeks, I'm yeah, guessing. For well, sure. I don't know.
2: Well, uh, know, this I,
1: week, uh, for sure yeah i don't know depends I, tarantino's rated r
2: it's rated r and it's nearly three hours so yeah, but Hobbs, Hobbs
1: and shaw might uh, kick its butt next week
2: that's yeah that's in two weeks yeah that's as, like the first week in in, in august right? right right Hobbs and, and shaw star wars so. yeah but well, star wars is months away
1: right but we're talking about what how long lion king will stay the number one movie mm-hmm. i say no more than two weeks I believe you're correct because I'm hmm.
2: assuming Hobbs and Shaw is going to be PG-13, right? Yeah, has to yeah, be. Yeah, and that'll be huge. But
0: I, I am. I apparently I'm one of the few critics that like this movie.
2: Well, <laughs> we
1: talked about it a little bit last week, okay. and I said it's very unfortunate that the uh, the nature documentary that we're watching uh, these animals don't show emotion, which is very interesting mm-hmm. because in if you watch it, David Attenborough. A uh, Richard Attenborough documentary, or no David? I had it right there. Yeah. David Attenborough. Oh yeah. If you watch those, if you watch Planet Earth, or if you watch uh, Dynasties, or if you watch any of these BBC documentaries, or even Disney Nature, you can see the animals emote. And what I keep telling everyone is. Do you remember the 1994 cartoon where Simba watches his father die and the look on the cub's Simba's face when he sees his father go down and he knows he's going to die? That does not happen in this movie because it is, these animals are like real animals and do not emote, and cats are evil and you cannot <laughs> t- tell what are they, cats are they, feeling. Or are they enigmatic? Or you sure. just yes. can't tell? I, what they're I, thinking. Actually, I actually like cats, but for oh, yeah. the purposes of this joke, cats do not have any facial expressions that's why you can't tell if a cat likes you
2: yes well that was my well my joke about this movie I've been saying for months is you know drive me crazy people referring to it as live action so huh. I said it's not you cannot train a baboon to pick up a lion cub no matter how many years you try to do it you know neither one of them will go for it so it's it is photorealistic the cGI animation it's, so at the end of the year we could very well nominate it it's a cartoon. for a Best animated film I mean the visual and, effects are great and I will oh. never put it in a nomination so
0: <laughs> it's, it's it's state of the art. It's I think it's a visual masterpiece, and I do like how Favreau tells a story. I really like. It's the, the same story from it's 1994.
1: Exactly. Yes. No, they changed a couple words. I found yeah. out. I found out that they said uh, when uh, Mufasa is telling Simba, you have you. You are not. It's not. He's not the owner of everything that the light touches. Now you are to protect everything that the light touches because they don't want any sense of ownership because it is the earth. And
2: well, plus we've got an inside joke about one of the other Disney animated classics in this, so they've inserted yes. sort of that into this. That's one. Oh, yes. which is, That's is, a spoiler. Yeah, which is. But it's, it's really fun. funny. But, but you lose the great line from the original because Scar was voiced by Jeremy Irons. Right. And Simba says, "Uncle Scar, you're very weird." And he reprises his line from. Uh, uh, Universal of Fortune, oh, you have no idea. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Which is great. I do think that Jeremy Irons was a better scar than Chuetel. Quietel G4. is GF4. Yeah. And um, I the, the the main beefs I have about this are I think Donald Glover and Beyoncé Knowles-Carter are bland as Simba and Nawa.
1: He's not better than uh, Matthew Broderick.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Although I I heard something the other day. They were uh, running uh, old interviews from the original film, and uh, Matthew said that uh, his singing voice was dubbed uh, in, uh, I guess, uh, Hmm. Canyon Field. Well, it was Jonathan
1: Taylor Thomas as the kid. As
2: the kid, yes, from Home Improvement.
1: And the kid kid now, uh, he's on one of Oprah's shows. Oh. On the own network. So okay. he's yes. a singer.
0: Yes. And he, oh, JD McCrary, I thought yes. he did really well. And Shahadi Joseph Wright, she's the girl in us.
1: Oh, okay. And
0: okay. she was. She's Baby Nala? The, yeah, Baby Nala. And I did like, um, my favorite, of course, is. Timon and Pumbaa Pumba. by
1: I really those. thought that Billy Eichner and uh, Seth Rogen did a great job. At I think now is they,
2: they, they, an improvement. I think well, I don't you know, know if it's an I, improvement. Well, that's,
1: real, that's Nathan Lane. Yeah, and
2: but Ernie Sabella though. Yeah, yeah but yes, it is an
1: improvement. And nothing against Ernie Sabella. he was fine for what that
2: was, and that they did several. He was a lovely naked man on the subway in Sunfeld. Well,
0: they they didn't. They played it like they were still in Guys and Dolls on Broadway. Okay. Because both of them were. Okay. And Nathan Lane was just getting known for
2: his Broadway things he and was nathan detroit and, oh, and he was he was, he nathan, was nathan detroit that's mm-hmm. how he got his name actually He yeah. decided i want to you know i don't like the, my first name i'm just going to be nathan from nathan, you know, dolls. So, yeah wow. and so he, he seems
1: more like a nicely nicely than a nathan yeah. detroit so he had you know <laughs>
0: yes. he was getting I racking up a couple tonys and mm-hmm. getting more famous but then lion king really put him on the map so they played it with the banter of you know like old old school, old school guys school 1920s movies. Whereas Billy oh Eichner skies. has this, if you've never seen Billy on the street, oh, so I great. encourage you. He's the so
1: le- I went to see David Letterman in New York in the 90s and the 2000s and the teens. And I saw Dave's 30th last show in 2015. And the guest, it was Dave's last uh, uh, remote piece oh, with yeah. Billy Eichner. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it was Dave and Billy on the street, and it was great. And Billy, I'm a fan of Billy Eckner. He was good on Parks and Recreation. He mm-hmm. he's an acquired taste. If you do not care yeah, for, I can see how some people don't care for him. Yeah, right. yeah,
2: because I oh, I enjoy yeah, difficult people on Hulu. Also, the, the oh yeah, that was his did show. There. Yeah, yeah, and you know, they did not like not three seasons of that. Didn't care for that, but I I kind of got into the groove of it. You know, it takes a while to to get the pacing of a show. It seems like. Right. but but, yeah. a, but they're very yeah. good in, in well, lion. All, yeah. all of
1: the all of the lions are people of color. But not the other animals. Well, Rafiki is. So the lions and the apes are people of color, but not the warthogs, the meerkats, or the birds. Because they, oh, yeah. they, cause it's a very diverse cast, oh, yeah. but it's, they kept it the same the whole time. If you're one, spe- one species, and the hyenas were people of color too.
2: Yes, yes. Which but, you right.
1: think it's going to be Key and Peele, but it's Wait, Key and it's Eric just, Andre. Yeah, yeah,
2: Eric Andre. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think Whoopi Goldberg was one of the original. Yeah, she was. she was. Yeah. And now they've got a queen hyena in this new version. Right. The, uh, which I, I guess is supposed to be the Whoopi character from the yes.
0: original. Yeah, yeah well, uh, I think that Robert Guillaume uh, right. was a fabulous Rafiki. I think this one is more understated. They, don't, they never yeah.
1: call him Rafiki, yeah, and they yeah. never – he doesn't – you don't really – like he, you can catch a word here and there. It's more like I, th- which is one of the reasons why I think uh, Julie Taymor got uh, a producing credit, is because that is more like the character in the play, okay, in the Lion King musical. Even though in that, in the Lion King musical, Rafiki's a woman.
0: Yes, and that's the circle of life that starts. Starts it out. The uh, oh oh, that's a, speaking
1: yeah. of Circle of Life. They have the original singer from the nineteen ninety four Disney movie doing the opening. Oh, chants at the oh, beginning okay. of the. <laughs> that that, that, that yeah. is the original singer. I think she oh. might have redubbed it, but
0: still gives me goosebumps. And if you see the live version, get oh such goosebumps when you see the animals walking in. The puppets and on mm-hmm. the stilts and and everything it's just really remarkable yeah, but if
1: you watch them if and, and if you've seen them on twitter and you've seen them on facebook you've seen the side-by-side comparisons it doesn't compare
2: no the no, 94
1: think, version is better
2: i think i think the uh the artists the hand-drawn you know craftsmen are they cared actors, more you know and they make the the animals act better uh, you know, it is. It it's. Kind you, of, and you
1: say this being an artist?
2: Yes, I. You know, I. Uh, well, it's like the the recent uh, remake of Aladdin. Uh, Will Smith's a very good actor, but he's not a good as good an actor as the combination of Robin Williams and Eric Goldberg, the animator on the genie. They just made that character uh, just a nonstop entertainment machine, and, and it's I, because know,
1: they recorded the voice first and then they did
2: well, that. Yeah, but you know, the, my problem with this also is this. You know, it's like. Uh, the, the whole idea of remaking these animated films is as, as though to make Now money? they're real films. Now right. they're live action, and
1: they're no, too grounded.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, no. Those, there's nothing wrong with those. And you know, they're all, all on DVD. They, they're not doing what they used to do. When I, and know, every up, seven, seven years, seven years they were. You know, they don't do that anymore. I know that. But uh, this is uh, just a pure. I mean, I hate to say it. It's a pure cash grab. And uh, at least when Favreau, he, I thought he fumbled the ball this for me because I really enjoyed his remake of Jungle Book. Yes, and it's, I thought it's, he, it's, it's top it's, tier. It's yeah, and I think it. It uh, well, of course, it's based on a, a classic book, Roya, which didn't change for their version, you right? Know?
1: But they took it more from the books, and you can always say, "Hey, that's that's how they did it in the books," and they changed it in
2: 1967. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but I you know I like I say I really enjoy that that I this is. You know, better than Aladdin and certainly miles Dumbo. above Dumbo, but. That's, now is you know, that? Do you think praise. that's Tim
1: Burton's fault, or do you think that's the writer's fault, uh, or is it Disney's? I fault? I think it's
2: a combination of both Tim and the writers, and you know, uh, Disney for not for for seeing what Tim was doing and not saying no. This is this is not right. This is we want
0: we want to work with Tim Burton. Yeah, do yeah. what you want.
2: We want you know we want another Alice in Wonderland because that made money for us. You know, so
0: well he they fired him the first time around. You know, right after he did Frank and Weenie, yeah. right, and then he wound favorites. up making it for him. Yeah, yeah but you know
1: featuring. what? Alice in Wonderland technically is a sequel to the cartoon because mm-hmm. they ref- they reference the time that she'd been there before.
2: Yeah, because they were dealing with an older actress. Yeah, right. Because in the cartoon she appears to be about 14 or 15. If that. Yeah. yeah. But-
0: I think uh, that all the live action are inferior to the animated with the exception of 2015 Cinderella and The Jungle Book. I, I think I think the rest of now them,
1: now there are people that will argue that Beauty and the Beast is a worthy successor. I, I did like it. <laughs> I did, I, yeah, yeah. Yes, we know. Yes, we know. Hi, who. Max. Uh, yeah. um, but, I
0: did. I did like Beauty and the Beast, but and that Emma Watson animated, did a great job. She did, but that animated one, that is just.
2: Brilliance, yeah, yeah, that's just about the the peak of that era, yeah.
0: Well, you know, the whole Disney Renaissance, Mm -hmm. waking you and I saw that, yes, waking Sleeping Beauty. Oh, as I did, wonderful. It's yeah, I saw it
1: on a Disney cruise in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean.
0: Oh, Oh, wow, if you ever have an opportunity, uh, see Waking Sleeping Beauty because it goes through the whole Disney Renaissance. um, And but it does treat
1: the movies that they did, and it does treat Oliver and Company and. Uh, the great mouse detective. It treats them unfairly.
0: Oh yeah, well my kids grew up with um Oliver and Company and then All great the Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love Fox and the Hound. I think Fox and the oh, Hound is Oh, Kurt Russell. <laughs>
1: but but they tr- but they say, that's Disney and it's worst.
0: Well, well I wouldn't say worst, but, say but they I, I would from say that for Black Cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: the first PG Disney movie.
2: Yes, yeah. Yeah. There was a period where it was Well, a little... it's yeah it's true he was one of the bad guys that worked on cauldron he worked on uh you know fox the hound also
0: it wasn't that's that's a
2: happy
1: movie
0: but it was just a different time it was like they were knocking things out but they weren't the monolith that they are now and uh, there's something with all this power i don't know why they decided to do this in the same year they have toy story 4 and dumbo and Avengers
1: avengers and star wars They just want to own the whole year.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this is an example of, uh, we go back to the the, the Marvel Universe. Every Mm -hmm. studio wants their own Marvel-type library of stuff to draw on. That's why Universal was trying to do their Dark Universe. And even Disney itself has this library of classic animated films, which now they can draw on and and make them all new again with live action and get more money into their coffers.
1: I I don't think... Well, two things. First, I want to say, can you feel the love tonight?
0: <laughs> In the-
1: should take place at night. Yes, it yes. should, rather than the early afternoon. Well, yes,
2: doesn't it segue into this original song from Beyonce, which is just no, 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 no. That's doesn't- no. It's it's later
1: than that. It's, it's later. But than- that song because they have to have nothing. their argument about uh,
2: about coming, coming back. Coming back, yeah, yeah.
1: I. But the main thing I want to say is, I. Feel sorry for the child or children that sees this first because it would sour them, I think. And then – I don't mind them making it or it's beautiful and it doesn't – just show them the 94 one first. And then they'll – they can appreciate this from a different standpoint. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you – you don't think that way. You think that this is fine for to be introduced to this story, this this Shakespeare story.
0: <laughs> well, it is Shakespeare for kids. It's Hamlet for kids, and I I mean I thought visually it did a great job. I do agree with the motion. And I did like most of the voices, but I guess I was so, I got goosebumps a couple of times. I guess I like the story so much and I'm looking at it through a nostalgic lens of my children. And so I liked it. And uh, then everybody starts picking it apart, you know, as we do uh, about the emotion and everything. But I, you know, I do have a few little knocks, but not enough to not like it. Oh, I've so. got more than
2: enough to to, to pan it. I think. Yeah, well, it's, it's, mine's
1: not a pan. I just think it's a good supplement. It is a mm. good DVD extra when you are watching the original 1994 right. animated classic. And I said this last week, and I will say it again. I was not Lion King is not my favorite from that era. I like Aladdin a lot more than I like Lion King. Sure. And sure.
2: Oh, you had Ashford, Ashford and Macon or Ashford and Macon? Yes. Yeah, that's you know, yeah, the, the yeah, you know, John's very talented, and all and, that, and, and, but and, those guys but are no, all way legends. Yeah, you know. and
0: and and Little Mermaid, I have a special place in my heart for that one, but Lion King was the first Disney movie without a person in it. Yes, and, no and, people and in it. That's my true. son Charlie, and went. it's so weird. The DVD, came, not the DVD, because we didn't have them then. The VHS, the VHS, the with came the out. Giant it was super pack. Ninety five, because mm-hmm. the movie was ninety four. Came out right around the time of Easter, and he wanted it so badly in his he Easter, was in basket, his Easter basket. basket that he woke up at four thirty in the morning and mm-hmm. sat at the <laughs> and uh, waiting to that, see. Saw that his basket came early, because oh. <laughs> you know. That's what the Easter uh, Bunny Easter does. Easter Bunny put him out before he went to bed. <laughs> Smart of the Easter Bunny to do that. <laughs> and uh, he sat there and protected his basket because he wanted to um, make sure it didn't – I don't know. And but he just sat that's there. That's another thing.
1: The, the Elton John uh, song at the end. Sounds like it's from Rocket Man, and it's not Elton John singing because Elton John's singing voice doesn't sound. Because really, because when you're watching this movie, you hear Elton John's "Circle of Life" and you hear Elton John's "Can You Feel the Love Tonight," which were big hits, and then you hear the new Elton John at the end, and you go, "Oh, this must be a Taron Egerton from <laughs> uh, from Rocket Man."
0: And yeah. both the new songs are just boring.
2: Well, they're not as almost not, um, well, they're not as bad. They're as not the new songs. As, Aladdin's right, new no. songs. Those oh. are horrific. No,
1: but you know what? The Aladdin's, I understand what they're doing with the Girl Power song. and At least that's featured in the film. The The Beyonce song is a montage song.
0: Yeah, yeah it's tacked yeah, on. Like, well, no, you know. it,
1: it, it's supposed to... Once again, it's cheating. It's supposed to be showing emotion, what you're doing, instead of actually understanding... But, but then again, this this lion has no facial features, and so... Yeah. We're going to
0: get... What do they call the beehive? We're going to get the beehive after That's all, all right. That's all right. I, I, the, the
1: video itself is actually probably more moving than it is used in the film. Because it's got a little blue ivy in it and then she's just yeah, waiting. Yeah. yeah.
2: But I don't know. I'm trying to recall if uh, if the uh, the documentary we're talking about, Waking Sleeping Beauty, goes into it. Because uh, as I recall, when Lion King came out, Disney didn't have a lot of faith in it. They nope. thought this will be a nice little B movie until Pocahontas comes out. And right. that's going to be the blockbuster.
1: And that's a lie. Pocahontas
0: yeah. is nothing but lies. And were you? Were you at the? Um, they had the premiere at the Fox. They showed the movie at the Fox, and I sat next to David Ogden Steers. Really? Uh, yes. And I was like, "He's the I bad guy." Yeah, yeah. I he's... kept looking at him. I kept going like, "I go, you know," because I didn't know. Are you Charles Winchester the third? <laughs> they did not tell us that they were there. That they were there.
2: Oh yeah. What was the? the yeah. I saw, the... I saw
1: Nebraska and Will Forte was in my row. <laughs>
0: well,
2: it's like they were doing a special thing with Pocahontas. They were rolling it out and with like a live chorus going from city to city and doing like you know a Disney state Col- show. Colors of the they... Wind. <laughs> yeah, well, that was you know, part of it, but mm-hmm. like you know, doing Disney, singing Disney's greatest hits, and then you know bringing in the uh, the Pocahontas new tunes to sell those up
1: around the river bend. There you go. See, right. I, there was if you read the Ringer, they have Disney's top because they because uh, the Lion King coming out this week. They had Disney's top forty songs of all time, oh. and there are only of the forty, there are probably less than ten from before nineteen sixty six. And I said, you guys are young because there's like three songs from, three songs from Pocahontas and there's three songs from, Really? Yeah. and, I, and, no. and I, they're, they're probably just young, they're probably millennials and they don't, they don't appreciate, a baby mine is not on the list. And, 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 Anything
2: and from the Mary Poppins from 65? No, 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 they
1: don't, they don't, count, they only count Disney animated oh, okay, features, okay, but yeah. they don't, they don't include Winnie the Pooh. They don't include, uh, they don't include any songs from sleeping beauty and i don't think they Dalmatians? i don't i don't i don't think they had cruella de vil list. i don't think they had any they had uh hi ho from uh snow white. snow white but they i don't think they had uh i think no they did have whistle while you work they did have whistle while oh, you right. work but they didn't have anything from i don't know if they had anything from sleeping beauty or cinderella which whoa, yeah, booby
0: bobby boo? No, no well, that
1: that one for sure was not in there. Maybe a dream wish your heart make was in there, but I don't think so. So I just oh. I just these ringers, these ringer writers, or they're, they're young, they're millennials, and they said, "Well, I really haven't please, seen those
0: movies." Please tell me, Jiminy Cricket's in it. Yes, when but oh, but they they
1: also Lord. knock it because I know we're putting this. It, it's in the top ten, but the thing is, they're like. I know we're putting this very high for a corporate sponsorship because that's their song. That is their corporate song. That's used oh, in everything. Yeah. In logo, when you yeah. when, when you wish upon the star, is the Disney song. They they chose that one. And Pinocchio's the second movie, not even the that's first odd. one.
2: Yeah.
1: You think, but they. I guess we can take that rather than anything from that. And no song. I guess Fantasia doesn't count. But I I was very disappointed in that list. And I was looking for a place to comment. There was not. Oh, but mm-hmm. I was
2: disappointed with with Favreau not doing anything new and interesting with this, like he did with, with Jungle Book. That's my biggest complaint. Final know.
1: thoughts on Lion King, Lynn. You liked it.
0: I would. I would go see it again. Would you? I really? would. Really? I would. Wow. And you <laughs> say it sheepishly.
2: You don't have to because say I know If you, liked I know. It, you liked Yeah, it.
0: Kent told me to own it. He goes, he goes. so far, you're the only critic that likes it. He goes, own it. Stand strong. No, you're not the only <laughs>
2: one because our side has a fan of it, too. Okay. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I yeah. just, yeah, yeah it,
1: I know it. It doesn't was. compare to the 94. It mm. does not, because you can't say, it doesn't compare to the animated one because this one's animated, too. Yeah.
2: Just yeah. computer it's animated. It's a different type, and it's just, it's not, not as interesting to me and not as visually vibrant and yeah actually the, well, a friend of mine was asking whether he could take his uh, four-year-old daughter to it and i really had a tough time uh, whether you know it's like those well, you don't those see, hyenas are scary man. they are
0: the the elephant graveyard's very scary and some of it's that's dark. more scary than the um the the stampede yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah, yeah scant- stampede's pretty harrowing though i will say that when mufasa dies that's kind of a uh, lump spoiler alert yeah. <laughs> well, well, hey, if you're going... It's but a 25-year-old film, I think. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of, of Lion King at the Skyview, and I was thinking some of this is really dark. And they have, okay. See it. So
1: Skyview this weekend, I'm by the time you're hearing this, it's too late, but the, it's on both screens. It's uh-huh. on both screens. They have Toy Story 4 after the first one, and the second one, I think, is... With Aladdin? No, it's not Aladdin. It's an... Toy Story 4 And uh, the other one is It's another Disney movie Oh okay,
2: okay. Maybe
1: maybe it is Aladdin
2: yeah.
1: It's either Aladdin Or it's not Avengers Because that would take too long Yeah, yeah. And plus Yeah they're Or maybe warm. it's I think you might be right It
0: might be Aladdin Maybe yeah. it's Dumbo Yeah well,
2: Don't, don't see that yeah, yeah. Well that's not on, on Blu-ray now Yeah Blu-ray
0: That's true Um, And John Oliver Is good as Zazu yeah, I will admit it that is. That's an improvement Better than uh, Rowan Atkinson Yeah
2: yeah, Lil Rowan, you know, always black. And he's very funny, but uh, is, yeah, yeah, Oliver really sells those uh, those animal cliches and those puns. And well, those
0: fussy, the fussy red bill. And Horn it's like Bell. he's
1: about to do a deep dive on his TV show. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and uh, I will say in Aladdin, because we were talking about Aladdin, <laughs> I expected in the live action, please use Gilbert Gottfried at some point. Nope. No. Alan, it's
1: Alan Tudyk. And, but he doesn't, it's a different, he doesn't... Do the same shtick as Iago no. as Iago from nineteen ninety two.
0: Right, right. I don't know. I think uh, Aladdin was more misguided than this one. But, but we're comparing, and we shouldn't compare. But there are no people. Yeah, there are no
1: people, even in. Bambi, I know there it's are just, people.
0: But I just thought the wonder of you know they really add the wonder of nature and the, the it's you know, visually the beautiful. If we had a visual category
1: in our awards at the end of the year, which we don't. This would be a perfect nominee.
2: Maybe not, not for cin- uh, cinematography, I guess. Since no, because it's cause all, it's all green
0: computer. screen. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they can't do it
2: because, yeah. well, Jungle Book did
0: win. Did for cinematography? No, it won for visual effects. Well, yeah, but for the academy, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a precedent. So we'll see where they land it, and maybe by the end of the year, who knows what's going to happen with all that?
2: Yeah, because we got Frozen Two coming up at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah.
0: See, what are they doing, cramming everything into? They want us to. They
1: want us to think that they're out of
0: ideas, (laughs) (laughs) and then they'll be next. All right, Jim, you saw Maiden.
2: Yes, well, did you not see me? In the, no, the, because okay. I
0: have deadlines on Tuesday okay. morning. Well, mm-hmm.
2: I, I understood that uh, that a, a link was out uh, from uh, of it a few months ago. What. Oh, now you've now you've upset her. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry.
0: just saying that when I don't know about links, but okay. I'm behind on my links.
1: So anyway. this is the Iron Maiden documentary.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry about that. This is actually about one of those. Uh, well, I thought it was like it's uh, a Lady like the, Power movie. Things. It's a Lady Power film, but it's from a it's a story from 30 years ago. Uh, I I believe it's a an around the world uh, yachting competition. Is it parasailing? Uh, I think or so. schoon racing. S- I think Paris had a lot of sailing involved in okay. it, but uh, the thing is that uh, this young woman named Tracy Edwards, who's from England, uh, she sort of ran away from home and became a cook on a uh, on one of these yachts. And her dream, when she started, you know, to being out to sea, would be, was to put uh, an all-woman crew together to compete in this uh, big uh, around-the-world crew. Crew? Did I yes. say cruise? Crew. N- crew. Crew. crew but uh crew
1: sailing I think that's what they yeah, call it yeah yeah
2: yeah so it's about uh, her assembling them the the, the film itself well, she was is, a cook right she was originally a cook but of course she she learned to be a skipper so while so she was while she
1: skipper. was doing her real job she was paying attention to the boys on the yes. ship and learning a little bit here, a little bit there.
2: Learning quite a bit. Is
1: there a montage of that?
2: Ah, uh, no, but there's lots of uh, lots of footage of uh, her. I think everything from eight mm super eight, sixteen millimeter. Oh, so this is a tape. doc. This is oh, this is a documentary. Oh, I thought yes.
1: this was a narrative.
2: Oh <laughs> no, no, no. This is a this is a, a documentary. This is a true story. True story. Uh, it opens up with interview footage, you know, talking head footage of of Tracy today and uh, you they, they go back and they show her growing up in England and you know leaving home and then you see all this footage of her interviews
1: and talking heads a lot
2: a lot of talking heads not only her crew uh, but, uh, a lot of the, uh, the sports commentators at the time and some of her competitors in the race oh. and the thought back then was there's, that there's no way that they're going to finish this cruise. They're, they're going to somehow drop off at one of the uh, different points. I think one of their stops was in Ecuador. Another was in Australia, New Zealand, Fort Lauderdale. And uh, that people had bets as to when they were going to drop out. When they were going to drop yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, they talked about how the movie so was you 30,
1: thirty years. So, nineteen ninety. Or 1980s. Yeah. This
2: go was this this race is so long. It starts, I believe, in October of '89 and finishes up in May of uh, 1990. Wow! This round the world cruise. Oh, well, it's around boat. the world. Yeah, yeah. And there is some harrowing footage of them around. Uh, I guess uh, you know the, the 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 southern you know the southernmost part of South America. And getting, Cape Horn. Cape Horn, getting around there, and these just icy winds. And uh, one of the other uh, com- competing boats actually loses uh one of the crew people there oh wow it. and so it's very very uh, very so dramatic. it's a snuff film <laughs> no no but they but see they, like they talk about the the women getting you know hearing on the on the radio them you know, needing help to try to find these guys that went overboard. Did
1: they stop to help?
2: They did. They did, but uh, they were too late for one of the one of the fellows. I don't know if he was, re- you know, recovered or not, or maybe that he was just in the in the water too long. Because or he was such a know.
1: chauvinist pig, he said, "I don't want the women to save me. I'm going that's under." That's right.
2: That's right. So wait, but, now
1: would this be like Sky News or ABC Sports or uh, little, well, that was ESPN yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I think, yeah, I think he had ESPN back then. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of the uh, the, the foreign. Uh, Television markets following them. They uh, they have a lot of uh, news footage from that time period. A lot of interviews of of Tracy with uh, like Good Morning, you know, uh, Bristol Australia. or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Sky and, Sky uh,
1: or BBC is yeah, probably following exactly, them a lot.
2: exactly. And one of the things that uh, some of the women were irked by is when they did get interviewed by these. Uh, tv guys they say oh all women crew y'all y'all getting along well y'all nothing uh-huh. no tension there and, and he said were they asking the guys this i don't think so probably not yeah yeah, yeah probably. but it's funny they they at one point though they use it to their advantage because uh they they're I, I at each stopping point in the race you you uh you win like that leg of the the journey like if you're the Is first it one to cumulative points. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and if you get uh, it's it's accumulation of days and points and all that. And it's like
1: it's like uh, the Tour de France.
2: Oh yes, yes. So you can consider that. You can
1: win. You can win the sprints and still necessarily get enough points to win the next day. So you're ahead.
2: Exactly, exactly. So how?
1: So well, well, they, 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 they keep came winning. in.
2: They, well, they came in behind at Fort Lauderdale. Lauderdale and they know, knew they would, and the media was waiting for them. And as they saw Fort Lauderdale in the distance, that uh, Tracy said let's just put on our bikinis <laughs> and just mess with the media. And of course they <laughs> was like a feeding frenzy out there, but, uh, but no, they, they actually want a couple of the, the legs there, a couple of the, uh, you know, there you know, uh, of the, the you know the stops along the way. And it's, it's very exciting. It's, it's very, you know, tension filled. Uh, there, there was a, a little, you know, tension at the start of the race. I think that, uh, uh like a day or two before the race was to start Tracy, uh, Sort of fired her first in command because she wasn't uh, obeying her directions, and so they were all concerned about. It. And then, one of her childhood friends, she brings on as the as the uh, as the uh, the cook, and she uh, wrenches her her elbow or something, or injures her hand, and has to miss the first leg of the journey and joins them in uh, in Ecuador. Can you do that? Yeah, yes, you could. Uh, you could switch out uh, crew. So, do they there. tell
1: you where they came, where they placed at the beginning, or no? No, you have so to. So, if you're el- not familiar with the story it's kind you of a learn a
2: thing but it's it is kind of a rocky story because in the first rocky film it wasn't uh rocky not, loses in the first well, No, it's not that it's just he's a winner because he goes the distance right you know mm-hmm. that no one thought that he was going to last 12 rounds i guess it was right. 12 or 15 yeah. rounds 12 rounds i guess and uh, that was the point, you know. He, you know, Rocky wasn't sure that he could actually Split defeat decision. Apollo, right. but he, he just, just wanted, wanted to be in there the whole when time when the final bell rang, yeah, and not, you know, be kissing canvas, like right. as they say. And that's that's the th- the point of this film is like they wanted to be
1: women can do it,
2: and they they certainly and they'll
1: get it. better
0: they
2: certainly proved it with this one and uh, it's it's very rousing very entertaining and it's just the kind of movie we need in the theaters right now is
0: it uh, S-
2: especially about women well yes.
1: yeah but is it also empowering for young men too yes.
2: like young well, boys they have, a, they have a lot of uh, you know male fans greeting them at their uh, their different stops and uh, you know inspiring to to kids of all ages. And uh, it's it's quite remarkable when you think it was, it was just about thirty years ago that uh, you would thought that uh, years before that there would have been an all woman crew and there wouldn't have been all this you know you'd be surprised chauvinism <laughs> at the time and you know it came in eighty nine but boy there was a lot of it it was thick with it that's for sure yeah well ESPN
0: was until the early um till yeah it, 2000s? Was, so it was no 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 it was an, it was early eighties. So it was like 83, 84, Well, They started in seventy nine, yeah. right? Yeah, well, the but CNN it was more local. The same time, right? No, CNN didn't start till was it nineteen eighty? Eighty, because there was no twenty four seven, still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, and they were just in that little uh, Connecticut place, and so they're they still.
1: Just that, just, they're still like, like eighty two. Br- no, yeah. ESPN is in Bristol. Yeah. Uh, CNN's in Atlanta. Atlanta, right. Because yeah, yeah. it was a Turner-owned network. Yeah,
0: right. But, but uh, they were pretty primitive. Yeah. I'm just saying, the yeah. the early days. Right. But anyway, if you don't know anything
2: about this, you're still going to enjoy it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah even I would imagine it's
1: of, not knowing anything about it actually no, increases the enjoyment. No, yeah,
2: yeah. I didn't, really didn't know a thing about it. I never followed sailing. And, and so you were wondering,
1: and, are they going to have them win?
2: <laughs> <done> <laughs> but uh, yeah well i kept on wondering you know is someone going to get injured badly mm-hmm. you know is, are, are they gonna and then be we to had finish? to quit right yeah really but uh but yeah it does it like i say it is the the bane of uh, of documentaries is the talking head stuff, but the women are, are so entertaining and so candid, and
1: there's so much footage available.
2: Yeah, yeah and so, like I say, so much footage. Of, you know, the early days of uh, well, the VHS tape was around that time, so uh, so yeah, they were you know shooting lots of videotape there on board the ship, and uh, some of it's a little scratchy. It's some of it's not in the best shape, but uh, man, it's just it's such a compelling story that uh, I I really recommend it. You know, if I were giving it uh, out of you know four stars, I'd give it you know, definitely at least three and a half or so. Oh, wow. One of the year's best documentaries for okay. sure. And then we the go- other movie.
1: <laughs>
0: we go from female empowerment to toxic masculinity. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So I'm the only one that saw this one also, I guess. Yes, Uh, I do have the link,
0: but I haven't watched it yet.
2: Yeah, I was surprised. I thought it was just going to play over at uh, some of the art houses, but it's playing at uh, Ronnie's and two or three other of the uh, the Marcus Theaters. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Jesse
0: Eisenberg was on the talk show rounds. Oh, really? So it's opening wide, as they say. Yeah,
2: yeah, which I was surprised at. Uh, Written and directed, The Art of Self-Defense is the name of the film. It's written and directed by a fellow Named Riley Stearns, who's done a couple of features we haven't really heard of. Done a lot of uh, comedy writing for television and for uh, for small feature films. And uh, let's see, I, uh, I I've heard this film compared to that that has elements of Fight Club with a little bit of Karate Kid. And uh, I I can see uh, let's see the same director as Rocky. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> so, but uh, but you know this. Uh, well, uh, Jesse's character is no Rocky Balboa, and he's not. Quite as wimpy as well, no, he's he's much wimpier than the uh, the, uh, character, the Ed Norton character from Fight Club. okay. but uh, he starts out this fellow named Casey and he's kind of a socially awkward kind of uh, very shy. He's a uh, a corporate cog. He's uh, an accountant in some sort of company. He tries to join in with the guys in the break room and they basically say, get out of here. And uh, it's almost like he's had a a target on his back. And uh, one evening he goes home and he's got a little apartment he shares with a cute little dachshund uh, puppy and there's no dog food. He says, I'm sorry. And so the next shot is him walking in the dark to the uh, grocery store and you just know something is not going to go well with mm-hmm. this little midnight uh, walk. And all of a sudden you hear the motorcycle sound and this motorcycle zips by him and uh, they, 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 one of the motorcycle shells, you got a gun? And he says, well, he said, what, what, what? And then the, the cycle turns around, and you hear it coming back at him. And he starts to run. And, of course, one of the, the cyclists gets out of there. He gets off the bike, Ooh. joined by some other cyclists, and they beat him into a coma. Oh. And he's uh, you see him in the hospital. And when he's in the hospital, he hears a, either a radio report or a TV report about the attack. And the uh, the mayor of the town, they never say where it is, is advising people just not to go out at night because of this you know vicious gang. Uh, He's kind of trying to recuperate at home. Uh, He's getting calls from his boss saying, take as much time as you want. And he decides, well, I've got to do something. So he applies to get a gun. And this this scene was interesting because you kind of wish that all guys that that ran these firearm sh- shops were like this because he was saying, now, you know, you realize you, you, there's a greater chance of you, know, you actually you accidentally killed. shooting. Yeah, you getting killed if you have an altercation. Uh, there's a greater chance of suicide when you have a gun in the house. So he's giving him all these warnings. And he says, you know, in case he's going fine, he fills out the form. He says, well, can I get it? He said, no, we got to wait 10 days. So as he's leaving the place, he passes by uh, a karate training center. I guess they call it a dojo. Yeah. And kind of wanders in and catches part of the lesson by the sensei, who was played by Alessandro Nivolo. And I mostly know him. I guess he's a Broadway actor. Uh, He was in... Oh, gosh. The, uh, the, the the film with uh, the two Rachels last year, uh, Disobedience. Okay. okay. Yeah, he was the uh, the husband of uh, Rachel McAdams in that one, and he was the uh, FBI boss in American Hustle. And, oh, okay. Yeah, he's kind of this soft-spoken guy, and he's you know talking about uh, pointing to this, the portrait of the Grandmaster there and how he's going to teach these guys how to defend themselves, and uh, after— The lesson's over. Casey comes up to him, and he says, come back tomorrow for a free lesson. You can join the class. And when Casey shows up the next day, he meets one of the other instructors in there, Anna, played by Imogen Poots. Oh, not mm -hmm. a great name. And uh, she's teaching some young kids, but... You know, she actually gets one of them in a sleeper hold, mm-hmm. and he said, now the lesson. There is uh, is tap or sleep. Now remember that. Mm-hmm. And she's really antagonistic towards Casey, but he preserves and. Do they he, know
1: that he's been the victim of the uh, no, no. biker gang?
2: Well, they, they, when he's interviewed, when he's when he decides he's going to sign up for lessons, uh, the sensei asks him, you know, why are you wanting to uh, to do this? Is this. Uh, you know, to exact, uh, you know, for self-defense, for this, for that, and he says, uh, "No, it's just for fitness." So he's not admitting it at first. Right. And uh, so Casey starts. I think his his first lesson with the other guy. One of one of them almost, you know, kicks him into a wall. But he's invigorated by it, and he keeps going and going. Gets a yellow belt. And he gets more involved with the sensei. The sensei is giving him life lessons.
1: Then they start dating. No,
2: no. Well, it's weird because there is some strange stuff going on. At one point, Casey is invited to the night class, which is a... Sort of mysterious thing, and uh, <laughs> drinks are involved. Yeah, well, they 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 have a cool down, and all the guys strip down and start massaging each other, and you're kind of like, what? Why What's... is
1: this the night class?
2: Oh, yeah, so it's okay. you know kind of got weird elements from the the movie 300, which was he's he's uh, the the sensei is telling him to be more. More macho to, to get rid of this dachshund to get a German shepherd. Not Don't go to, to France for a vacation. Go to Germany and all that. <laughs> and then they're doing the, the cool-down stuff. And finally he finds out uh, that stuff is going on there. That uh, There's a the
1: biker gang.
2: Well, I'm not going to say. Oh, but, come uh, on. Did I just get, guess the end of the movie? Well, yeah oh but, man,
1: come on
2: <laughs> but is oh, this is a no. this is a dark dark comedy and uh jesse uh riley sterns is oh, yeah, the yeah, no yeah. It's a hip, fellow. yeah yeah same follow and okay. uh written, written and directed, directed yeah it shot in louisville kentucky i saw of all is places. this based on a true story no 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 Good. and uh of course casey gets more involved with anna and she becomes more sympathetic with him there's a very funny sequence uh where uh uh, Jesse's character Casey wants to wear the belt all the time, even when he's going to work. And he said, "Well, I can't do that." So he he has this big box he brings into the sensei's office. Said, "So I, I custom ordered a yellow belt, but I couldn't just order one, so I ordered all these different colors." And look, I got a black belt for you. And the sensei goes, I, "I'm very touched by this." And I'm like, "Really? You you couldn't find you couldn't a black get a belt?" Black belt. <laughs> <laughs> a black no, I'm dress a belt. Black anywhere belt right
0: now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and,
2: and it's uh, yeah. It's the. It's Nivose, Nivola is very funny as a Sensei character, but this is the 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 weirdest and you know nerdiest I've seen Jesse Eisenberg in really? a long time. He's even more, you know, kind of withdrawn than he was. Does as he Lex have the Luther. Eisenberg stutter? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. But it, it what's funny is at one point he decides to assert himself at work, and he becomes this almost like a Terminator robot, and it's it's very funny. But this is one of those films that uh, you, you know. Besides the your...
1: absurd plot, do yeah. you recommend this movie?
2: I I think I gave it three out of four stars, so, so wow. recommend yes. I recommend it. Yes, I have recommend it with reservations if you're if you like stuff that's not you know, your typical Hollywood blockbuster stuff, not your typical sitcom stuff, this is where I almost said it was the weirdest film of the year, but that's been Somar. But that's a horror film, you uh, know. But this is this is more of an action comedy. Somebody that's asked very me about
1: that today. Really? Somebody asked me about Midsummer and I said how much i disliked it and they said oh it's really going down gender paths like women like it and men don't like it and i said that's not true because i argued a couple weeks ago with a gentleman who is a big horror fan that loves it so i don't think that that's true and i don't know how anyone could like it but do
0: you, do you know on cinema score got a d plus i'm good
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I gonna say it's, it's it's for a specialized audience. That's for uh, sure. It's a, yeah. it, uh, maybe, As is this film.
1: Maybe women who love horror, but. So you think Midsummer's weirder than this movie?
2: Oh, definitely, definitely. But this is this is very odd. This is very strange. It's out there. It is out there. Uh, like I said, and I does... just
1: guessed how it ends.
2: So, <laughs> well, um... you kind of see a little bit of it because the, the the bikers in their helmets—they've got like almost uh, one-way glass at the front of their helmets, so they're just getting the streetlight reflections off of them. So okay. they're just blanks. That's but just uh, but boy, oh, it, it sad, takes some. Brutal turns, and if you've got sort of a, a dark, dark sense of humor, I think you'd enjoy it. And if you're a fan of Jesse Eisenberg's, this is better than the uh, the movie he had, the Hummingbird film he had out a few months ago, I think, was somehow. Which is Hyatt. now
0: on uh, DVD. DVD. Yeah. yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. That's, so that's transition to that. Yes. So. Well, real quick, there is a Fathom event on Monday. What it's is a it? documentary. It's called. This changes everything. It's about gender equality in Hollywood. It's got big heavy hitters: Good, um, Meryl Streep, Gina Davis, and I've heard Kent of them. gave it a B plus. Really?
2: Mm. Now, didn't this play Sliff last year too? I think it did. It did. It? I think I'm so. not sure. Maybe yeah. that's
0: where I saw it. But uh, yeah. So anyway, it's just one night only, Monday. Monday. All so right. yeah. So DVD, one of your favorite. Uh, it is. I am happy about I then just
1: watched the Honest trailer of it the other day that they just released. Shazam! is out on the DVD streaming and Blu-ray now. I was happy that um,
2: It's a watchable DC movie. It's a watchable <laughs> DC
1: movie. It's not fun. But then I I Someone said, "Hey, you know, Disney has father problems, but d c has mother problems <laughs> <laughs> and and they do. and they this is another d c mom problem, and everybody's an orphan, and
2: yeah, and, yeah. but
1: it's it's a fun movie and
2: <laughs> well I would say that there are elements in it there I think are too dark for it yes the, especially
1: know? the children in peril
2: children in peril and the whole thing with the uh, the CGI uh, uh, the seven
1: deadly sins which just which do just not have their own you know? personal they just are big blobs and they kill people
2: yeah 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 and i'm i you know being a longtime comics fan I little i like mark strong as an actor but i don't think he's right uh, as dr savannah not as dr savannah in this film you know i would he should have been lex luther for my opinion you know so, <laughs> because
1: we're talking with a comic book fan sir here and see since i was a comic book fan of shazam captain marvel in the 70s i knew that once her name was mary What was going to happen, how the movie was going to end. But if you're not a comic book fan, you don't know that.
2: That's true. That's true. And that he's palling around with Freddie Freeman. Right. You know. But uh, yeah, if you're if you're thinking it's, it's going to be similar to the '70s uh, Saturday morning show, it's certainly not. He's not the running ISIS around. Shazam Hour, or the Shazam run. ISIS Hour. I mean, that's right. That's right. He's not running around with an older fellow who's his in mentor a, in a
1: in a in a VW w. bus. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's but, not. But I I was happy. This is a direction I am happy that DC is going after Aquaman and all this.
2: Yeah, d- d- were, I was so bored with Aquaman what, what, what did you care No, for but that uh, much? but
1: what I'm saying is it's not another um uh, crush your soul Superman movie
2: yeah that's true that's just as a little lighter Zachary levy is very very good at it he's uh-huh. very appealing yeah yeah he's he's Flint very Rider. entertaining and uh he goes by Eugene now though but, entangled
1: uh, he's he's Eugene slash fin- Flynn Rider entangled Oh, okay. Realize that. And he oh. also did the – he and Mandy Moore do the voices for the cartoon series as well. Disney has their hooks in everyone. That's right. Wow.
0: That's well, right. he was so uh, charming as Chuck. Chuck.
1: And then uh, Yvette Stravowski appeared on the second season of the Tangled – TV show, it. so there was and a reunion then, of sorts.
2: Actually, Levy is part of the Marvel Universe, also. Because oh, not he took, anymore. Well, not anymore. But he took over as Fandral, part right. of the Warriors Three, Thor's buddies. When and so he was in- Josh
1: Charles left because he was doing Once Upon a Time. <sighs> okay. He was in the first Thor, and, and then Spondryl. and then Zachary Levi was in the next two until next two, uh, until, uh, until, until uh, Kate Blanchett had, had yeah, her way with him.
2: Ring the Rock, and just, uh, she, just World. A yeah. she just threw a knife. She
1: just threw a knife. In Ragnarok and it's over.
2: Yeah, yeah. And now the Warriors
1: uh, three are dead. But Lady Sif is still out there, even though she has not appeared in anything. But Jamie Kennedy's show is ending.
2: The Blind Spot. Yes. Yes.
1: But it's they're having like one more season, so but then I hear that she was not happy with Disney anyway. Yeah. I
2: heard there's another season of S.H.I.E.L.D. after this one. End, so the final,
1: then The final, after this one, seven will be the last one and it will be 13 episodes. I think they've all been 13 episodes, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they've
2: all, you know, the last two or three years has been premiering in the summer and then, you know, running about 13 episodes or so. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. This is, the, this is a better direction for the DC movies. It's closer to Wonder Woman than, say, Batman v Superman or Justice League. It's uh, it's one of the better or ones. Or Suicide Squad. Or Suicide Squad. Wow. Let's, hopefully James Gunn can do something good with that. Yes. Oh, I but, hope to
0: God because Suicide Squad was one of my least favorite movies yeah. of the last, what, five years? DC's mm-hmm. actually done a lot better with their animated stuff
2: <laughs> yes they have they know what they're doing over there in their, mm-hmm. animated, their
0: animated batman are really spectacular they are oh, yeah
2: they are what mm-hmm. else is on the
0: dvds uh breakthrough that's the local movie about the kids. oh yeah the kids. chrissy metz or, speaking of Charles. this is us
2: like lake, lake st louis yeah sorry. Yes.
1: speaking of this is us chrissy is.
2: metz
0: yeah and it got a big uh fanfare you got here uh yeah.
2: you know big uh Big premiere. Yeah, they flew her in, and uh, they 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 had the kid that, well, the, the actual kid and the kid that played him. Oh, and, really? You know, and and
0: the parents
2: and the pastor. And of course, and, I was uh, most in- responders, and I was most interested in the director, because uh, so uh, Roxanne Dawson, who uh, was. a uh, Part of Star Trek Voyager. She was a Belana Torres on that. Mm. Now she's a feature film director. I think this is her first feature film. Okay.
1: Topher Grace, Josh Lucas.
2: Yeah, Yeah, she's directed tons of TV episodes, Mm -hmm. but this is her first feature.
1: I do remember that. Dan
0: Buffa did not like this at all. But he did it so he could uh, see it. He he wanted to see it, and he saw it. Yeah, and he said he took a bullet. He said it was just the most basic. Um. Uh, uh, like, oh, you know. Well, neither,
2: neither of you saw it. No. Oh, I, no. I saw it actually.
1: No. Dan took the bullet and yeah, said, uh, yeah. "No, it's, thank you."
2: It's 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 you know should have been on you know the, the CNN or C- lifetime, CBN yeah Lifetime, lifetime. CBN oh, the something right. yeah, channel yeah, yeah. it's
0: definitely going for the Christian audience and then yeah. there's
1: another movie out called Fast Color I don't know what that is yeah. yes that's a young woman with supernatural abilities going on the run Uh oh it stars Gugu. Gugu Mathurah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, she was she, uh,
0: Lady was Macbeth. Bell. Or Belle. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, Yeah. she was Belle, the lead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah. well, she was the, the feather duster in Beauty and the Beast also, yes. wasn't she? Yes. And uh, did, you, did you mention Little Woods as part yeah, of that? Yeah. 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 Which is I think was at Sliff last year, and I got to uh, review that earlier this year. It was very entertaining. We were speaking about the Thor films. Mm-hmm. Valkyrie. Tessa Thompson, Thompson is wonderful in this film. What's it and, about? Uh, it's about uh, well, she actually she's sisters with Lily James uh, Cinderella oh. you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. who I and, adore. And they are living the hard knock life up uh, north, uh, maybe in uh, not in Minnesota quite, but maybe uh, Wyoming up there somewhere. Uh, and they're they're near where the uh, the oil rigs are, and the, the guys but uh, are working the uh, the rigs, but they're hundreds of miles from any hospitals. So when they get Injured, they need some medication, and that's what got Tessa Thompson's character into trouble. When we first meet her, she's in the last two, three, two or three weeks of her probation. She's having to check in with her officers Uh because she got busted for running drugs from Canada, oxycodons and stuff like that. Fentanyl. And uh, and she's um she's uh, living in her late mother's house, and of course. Uh, right around the time she's about to finish probation, the bank says, "Hey, you owe us several thousand dollars <laughs> on the house." Um, and uh, her sister, who's played by Lily James, doesn't live in the house with her. She's got uh, a, a six-year-old son, and they live in a, a Winnebago uh-huh. that's all beaten up. And they're squatters. They're parked in like a like a shopping center a parking right. lot, you know, sort of thing. And so she's so they have the to do a life. talent show to collect, to do they, the they, money. They, no, <laughs> no, it's what's yes you know, the old Al Pacino thing that I try to leave, but they pull. He, me back, back in and so oh, she's running gonna, drugs she's gonna have to do one more one run and more. try to evade her, <laughs> made her probation officer and make the trek through canada and of course we're when we're here about people across the world we think of, you know Mexico and all that but nope here you just happen to you know get through some woods and through the darkness and then all of a sudden they're there and she's got a phony ID, and she's trying to, to you know get stuff from the the government-run health services offices there and, uh, yeah, Tessa, like I say, is a terrific actress. There's some very mm-hmm. suspenseful scenes in it with some uh, some illicit drug dealers. And uh, Lily James is very good at it also. Oh. And, uh, yeah, they explain that Tessa was uh, was adopted by uh, Lily's yes. mom. Yes. So okay, that's the, so, yeah. Yes. I would say Cinderella and Valkyrie could be from the same mother. You know, so.
0: Well, you know, colorblind casting nowadays, yes, you're not supposed true. to look yes. at that.
1: Yes, like at the Muni.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so
0: Little Woods... Um, is that like Frozen River, the one with uh, Melissa Leo that uh, got got uh, such? I think it was, it. but it was the Inuit population. Yeah, she little, was smuggling. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, people, a little, little bit drugs. of that.
2: I was gonna say a little bit of uh, Wind River too. That was the one with uh, yes. Jeremy Renner, but without the extreme violence in that. Okay. But uh, but there is some some, some violence that uh, they have to try to evade, and you know that sometimes they don't. But, uh, but, yeah, this is one of those uh, little indies that has a lot of heart. It's from the, the neon folks. And, so we'll uh, get it. At the we'll end get it at the end of theater. the year, and it's, it's 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 worth watching. You know?
0: Have you guys heard of Teen Spirit? It's Elle Fanning, and it's Max Mangella. Is this a video? It. Yeah, it's, it must have gone straight to video. Yeah. Um, I
1: think this was – I think they didn't screen this for us because I was curious about it because I like the Fanning family, and I think that – they did not screen it for us because it was not good. Okay,
0: she makes a lot of movies, so some hit, yes. some don't mm-hmm. stick at all. All right, is so... it her old
2: her older sister's D- Dakota? Yeah, yeah, she did the one about where no, she was... L. This is L. Yeah, this yeah. is L. But the mm-hmm. older sister is Dakota. Yes. right. right. Yeah, she was in the uh, the the film about uh, Errol Flynn with Kevin Kline a few years ago. If you remember that one, so which was an interesting which no film. one does. They <laughs> didn't show us. I... No.
0: Yeah, no. no, no. There is streaming, but they're doing this new thing now that you can buy it early? Yeah. Okay, I thought I didn't They just know.
1: want people to have the movie. Yeah. So And the Blues, was. the St. Louis Blues uh, Championship DVD is going to be premiering next Sunday at Stiefel Theater. Oh. That's
2: and cool. then if you buy
1: two tickets, you get one copy of the film. Nice. Oh. nice. Go to the stlouisblues.com Who narrated it? I don't know. Okay. I have not... Been privy to any of that information. I was just worried about getting tickets and possibly
0: going. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the, last Cardinal one was narrated by John Hamm in yes. 2011. They so could ex- get him again. Yes, as 2006 as with Billy to the, Bob.
2: I was going to say, is he Hamm pretty much exclusive, the, the Cardinal narrator now? Yeah. No, because well, Billy, Billy Bob, Bob Thornton did it in oh, 2006. Because oh,
0: okay. he wears Cardinal hats. You know, Because he first, grew up in when, Arkansas. Yeah. When he first started doing interviews when nobody knew who he was, he had Cardinal hats on. He and Tony LaRusse are great friends. Yes. Yes, he has it in his contract that he has to have that – MLB package, uh, just so he can watch Cardinal games when he's on sets. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Did anyone? Go
1: ahead. I'm going to make an admission right here. Uh huh. I have never seen the film Footloose. Never. I've
2: never seen it the whole way through.
1: But you, you, I, and at the Muni last night, I missed the first two songs. So I still have not seen the whole play Footloose. You've seen, you've seen the,
0: you saw the film though. Yes, I've seen the Kevin Bacon film and the remake. Oh, with, the remake, the country that, version with that. I awful saw the remake. Julian so. Hough, yes. Oh, okay. Did Dennis Quaid play the Reverend in that one. I think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this one had uh, the film made Kevin Bacon a star. Yes. Uh, the soundtrack. This was in the. Uh, this is 1984. I
1: forgot that Sammy Hagar had a song in that. Yes.
0: This was the early days of this was, MTV. Yeah. Was it eighty? 483 No, 84 Because I 84. was in 7th, 8th
1: grade Yeah And, that's, and it was February it, Kenny Loggins mm. Kenny Loggins had two songs on there I'm Free and the title track Sammy Hagar had a song on there uh, The Bonnie Tyler song is a Jim Steinman song Yeah um, So Looking for a holding, Hero Holding, hold, out, for holding a hold, out for a Hero Holding no. Out for a Hero And then Ann Reno uh, No Ann yeah. Wilson mm. from Heart And Mike Reno from Loverboy Have Almost Paradise in that song and uh, Denise Williams says, "Looking for the Boy." So, besides the Sammy Hagar song, all of those were top twenty hits.
0: Yes, and the soundtrack knocked Michael Jackson's "Thriller" yeah. off a of number one for two weeks. Oh. And because uh, this was the early days of MTV, so it's a tailor made movie for video, you know, for music videos. And Denise Williams, "Let's Hear It for the Boy." I forget who. Wrote that, but you were talking about almost paradise, which, by the way, because I covered a lot of community news back then, it was very popular prom theme. Yeah. So um, that was written by Eric Carmen. Yes,
1: from the Raspberries and from Dirty Dancing. Yeah, and somebody else. Somebody so else. in the yes. in the playbill. They have all these other songs, but the songs that we have mentioned are all in the play. And so the playbill says all these songs written by Tom somebody, and then besides Sammy Hagar, Eric Carmen, uh, Kenny yeah. Loggins. And actually, uh, the, the reprise of the title track is the combinations between Loggins and the guy that wrote the book.
0: Right. Okay, so Dean Pitchford wrote the book. Mm-hmm. You might remember him from his Oscar-winning song – Fame. I hey, never hey,
1: seen I have never hey. seen Fame. I've never seen Footloose and I've never seen Flashdance. Oh so my god. Between 1980 saying. and 1983, I in 1984, I did not see any of these teen even though I was a young teen. I should have seen these films, but I never did.
0: Yeah, well, I was um, you know, in my late 20s, early 30s. So this was a big deal then. So, uh, Fame was 80. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Last Chance was eighty three, and Footloose was eighty four. Kevin Bacon, this is his breakthrough. He had done Animal House and Diner. And he was in Taps. But
2: Friday the Thirteenth.
0: Yeah, yeah, Friday, Friday th- the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, so he but, was
1: a he was never a lead though.
0: No, yeah, he, but he was, wasn't
1: the lead in Taps. Uh, no, he was the Cruz, friend. Cruz Tom Cruise was the lead, but he was the he had a major
0: role in Taps.
2: Well, the lead in Taps is Timothy Hutton, though I right. think right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
0: Well, Tom Cruise and Rob Lowe were considered for this lead, but Tom Cruise went to make all the right moves. Yeah, but he can't sing. Yeah. Well, they liked or the producers like the risky business thing with the, right. you know, him in his underwear. And oh, so, but he doesn't
1: sing in the movie anyway. He's well, he's a dancer.
0: Yeah. Right. And so then uh, Rob Lowe. Uh, Tried it up, but Can't then he got injured. Either. He got injured or something. So he, welcome Kevin Bacon. This was a highly sought thing for all these women too. All the big stars of the day, even Madonna was considered for it. But Laurie I really, Singer, I don't. Oh, Laurie Singer. Wow, is the one who played her, and the the Reverend John Litzko. was John Lithgow, and the mom was Diane Weist. So it was that good makes a
1: lot more sense than, than well from what I saw in the play last night.
0: So uh, this play, uh, this uh, movie uh was the highest grossing February film of all time mm-hmm. when it came out you know, when it came out. So yeah. but you know, it has since been replaced. But uh it was just hit a nerve with the It was thirty five years ago. Sarah Jessica Parker was rusty. She was? Chris Chris uh Penn yeah. was Willard. Wow. Yes. Okay it had See, all these, I've never yeah. seen this movie. Yeah, so. it had all these young youngsters in Sarah it. Sarah Jessica you know? Parker was yeah. rusty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a woman of color in the uh, play, and she's very good. I'm just saying. So this Dean Pitchford, who uh, won a bunch of Grammys and Oscars, and by the way, his for fame, Michael Gore, Leslie Gore's yes. brother, was one of the writers. So Dean writes all this stuff. Well, it's based on a true story. Yes, it's based on it's. I know. The
1: program says it's 1991, (laughs) but it was 1981. Good job, Mike. Yeah.
0: And so it was (laughs) um, actually what I read, but then, you know, I'm reading Wikipedia. So it was 1980. And uh, Dean Pitchford saw on the news that this town had banned dancing in In 1898. And they decided the junior class petitioned to have a prom. And they two to two tie. Yeah, and And some farmer was the tying vote, and he said,
1: "Let them dance."
0: Yeah, he was the president (laughs) of the school board,
1: and that was the and so they they got their wish, and they heard about this, and they said, "We could turn this into a Hollywood film."
0: Yes. And, and they did. And it was going to be a lot of fighting. But then Kevin Bacon told director Herbert Ross, who, if you've seen the turning point about the ballet, Herbert Ross? Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, So he's all about that. So uh, pe- uh, Kevin Bacon was like, I got to dance. So they changed a bunch of the fights to dances, and it became this big sensation. And it had, what I liked about last night was, it had all that, you know, because I love 80s music, so it had all that synth pop, uh, yeah. and it had all the orchestrations with the with the very distinctive sound of the 80s. Now, the film was remade in 2011. so Country a lo- music. A lot of the audience is familiar with that one. And
1: they, they appeal to that. Was, was there a honky-tonk in the... Uh Eighty-four version,
0: yeah, but and there was a barn too. So, but they they played up the country part in eleven. I think way more. But this was a small town. I mean, small rural town in the middle of nowhere. Right. So it's still it's he's still from in, Chicago. Yeah, he's That's the right. he's the big city kid going to the small town. <laughs> now and he's shake things up. Well,
1: see the problem is with the play, and this is it's it's blind casting, Uh Ren. The Kevin Bacon part is a man of color. And so this if you didn't know anything about Footloose from 1984 or the source material, you would think that this is this is a social justice play about how all, all this this entire town is mean to this one black kid. That's what you thought it was, even though there are other African Americans in the town that are treated very nicely and they assimilate to the community. It's just weird because if I was that kid, I would say there would be a line, you people are a bunch of racists, but it's blind casting. And so therefore that, that it's just weird. And especially you don't know what time in the, you see things that say it's might be the sixties or the seventies. Maybe you don't know what time it's taking. It's not current, but it's not. It's recent past, so but anywhere in the last 50 years. So you don't know if it's 1970 or if it's 1975 or if it's 1985. You don't know when it is, and it just seems like this guy has come into a town of rubes, and they're all just racist jerks.
0: In the the origi- in the later movie Eleven, they show the kids partying and getting into the accident, the four kids that died, the Tawny Bridge accident.
2: That's four. why the Tawny the, the, Four.
0: Yeah, that's why they didn't know they outlawed drinking. rock music and dancing. And drinking. But, well, drinking was already outlawed. It's you know Well
1: then why does Willard have a beer? If they're in high school and they're the seniors I mean, this would have had to been when drinking was 18, so it was probably in the 70s. Okay. Well, that moot, some towns, moot point.
0: Some towns do have the, you know their own laws. Well, so uh, Footloose has been done before on the Muni stage. Oh, it first became a musical in 1998. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, that's yeah. soon. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, uh huh. Mhm. And Dean Pitchford just wanted this to become a, a Broadway show, so he took it upon himself to do this. And then they added songs, and none of the added songs are really that you know good. Everybody wants the earworms, the top forty earworms. And so uh, the Muni did it in two thousand nine. Wasn't very good. That was pre Mike Isaac's Now
1: was that a? Did they have a diverse cast as well? No. No. Okay.
0: No, they didn't.
1: So basically it was just straight ahead. The, the I I like I of the mm. new songs there is one that fits in the Somebody's Eyes. That's from the movie. Is it? Is that Carla Bonoff? Bonoff? Yeah, I knew I knew that song, but it, she doesn't get credit for it. No, in the thing.
0: I know. I thought that was the best song. Really, it was. It was. Re- That's Carla. I knew I knew that song because they keep reprising it. And that, but the girls, it it does. You know, they wanted it to be really eighties, and the costume designer did it. And especially at the end with the big footloose dance. Yeah, when they're um, at the prom, it's. It's, like like you, I miss I have never not been there, never in my entire lifetime, not been there for the Star Spangled Banner. I missed it. And last night you missed parking it too. was such a I got wh- dropped off. That's why I was late. Horrible experience. We had our farthest I've ever had a park. And um we missed. We got there right after the second song and then yeah, i stood there before the fourth. So I was like, so now I don't feel so bad. I felt so horrible. I was like, I've never been this, but I don't think we missed too much. And we
1: didn't. And my wife, so my wife dropped me off and she said,
0: you will be able
1: to catch up.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah. It's, the story's not that good. No, All they did have to do no. is
1: get a, get a friend of theirs that was a lawyer and take them to court and, even though it's a small town, any court, even if the judge was that thing, he would know that freedom of expression is still a basic right, and they would go up one court higher if that judge shot them down, and they would have they would be allowed to have a prom.
0: Yeah, and also, it is a thick layer of cheese. I mean, seriously, a big hunk of cheese. She's a whore. It is just, yeah, she's not very likable. I never thought Ariel was a likable character. And she is, and that boyfriend of hers, that Chuck Cranston is so, but it's so stereotypical. Every character is just like cut out of a... that
1: doesn't make sense, because it would seem that the Reverend would want her to date Ren rather than the drug-dealing dropout.
0: Right. So it's really silly, a lot of it. But people are there for the music. They're not there for the story. And I think the acting reflected that. Because what they did with this cast was they went young. They went... Yes,
1: but it still is a bunch of 40-year-olds acting like they're in high school. Are they younger than that? One of the girlfriends is was the uh, stepsister in... Cinderella? Cinderella last week. Oh really? Yeah, the the one with the dark hair. Oh. Or am I wrong about that? Yeah, I think you are. Okay, I don't mind being wrong, but I yeah, it, Jen I, Cody the same. and
0: that Gabriela, uh, that uh, Stephanie Gibson. Oh, okay. Were the were the well, they sisters. looked they looked alike? <laughs> well, uh, one of the reasons we had such trouble parking was it was the second biggest opening night of the year. Really? Yeah. Behind opening night. Behind Cinderella. Really? Oh, yeah, I do have the figures. 9,000 and something for each.
1: Wow. So they weren't too far apart. But And the next one is uh, Paint Your Wagon on a Saturday night. Clint yes. Eastwood's going to be there. He's going to sing a song. There you go. No. No. Well, no.
0: They've redone the book for Paint Your Wagon because they really needed to do that. I talk to the but. trees. <laughs> is
1: that Clint's song in I that think movie? So, yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah. And didn't Lee Mar? Yeah. Oh, oh Lee, yeah. Lee Marvin's in the movie,
2: too. I was born
0: when I was in high school, Altoff did that for their school musical one year. Altoff High School? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know, because I guess the movie had come out and they were fans of Eastwood and who knows. All right. but, but uh But what I liked, well, obviously the dancing is really good. And I did- But they don't really get a chance to dance. Besides the very last scene
1: and then the kickoff of Act Two, there's not really a bunch of dancing because no one wants to dance except him.
0: Yeah, well the in in the burger place. I thought the video screens were the best so far. I don't
1: I didn't like the wipes. It looks like there's a cur- curtain going out the curtain's going across and so they do a wipe. It's very uh, Star Warsy George Lucas wipey. Oh,
2: okay.
0: And uh, one of the other things that I thought was really well, you know, those kids have energy in when it's right. 100 degrees. But and they're in full costume. The wigs are awesome. Patrick Blindauer, who I know is plays the coach, mm-hmm. and he has a permed mullet. Oh yeah, that's great! Really impressive. I I
1: liked the <laughs> the way they used the risers. They because they have they have three risers, but they only use two of them because one is where the orchestra is sitting, and the way that they uh, brought things up and down, I thought that was really clever.
0: Yeah. Now uh, they unfortunately had uh, uh, the. Uh, dress rehearsal set for Wednesday night when we had that oh, gigantic storm. storm so they didn't get to have their dre- their tech rehearsal they did so they, there was a couple mic dropouts and and, I, the lighting and, was fine though. Yeah, they didn't have yeah, cues the cues. Um they didn't have you know, going over that. Their costumes, that's the first night they wore costumes was last night. And also uh I, I found the fans and the blowers very accessible last night. Yeah, it was not
1: oh my god, it felt it shows, so good. show's short too. Yes. It's the, over by ten thirty. Yes, and
0: so less than two hours yeah it was it was eh, um, two hours and ten.: minutes. It was good. It is what it is. It, it, it's, it's footloose. A, it's popular, it's gonna you know it's I just thought uh the way they produced it was pretty good as far as I'm looking forward goes. to
1: Matilda. Paint your wagon will be paint your wagon matilda i am looking forward to because it's the mary inglebright version of matilda yes and, and I, she
0: has full creative control <laughs> and i interviewed her this week and and it's going to be pretty magical i think because okay. it's john tartaglia directing who is uh black
1: stash who, from peter and the star catchers no 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 no, no. Uh,
0: black stash directed it oh chris christian borley played willard on broadway Oh. And the national tour, and now he has two Tony Awards, and everybody loves him. And I guess Mike arranged this because uh, he knows everybody. And, yeah, I thought
1: Kenny Loggins was going to show up and sing a song with him last night.
0: And uh, they, uh, Christian Borley told the cast, "This is about a, a father looking for a son, uh, and a son looking for a father." Oh. Mm-hmm. That makes that last in, scene a lot yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think the leads were that good of actors until he had the scene with Reverend Shaw. At and the and end. The, yeah. Now, the right. Reverend Shaw guy is the original Wren from Broadway. Really? Jeremy Kushner. Now, that's cool. I yeah. did not know that. Yes.
1: More people should know that. They should have publicized that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's in his little bio, they say. Um, but, but also, um, the... Willard and Rusty parts are the best. They are. And the Willard kid is just goes to Town. Uh, he he's great. And I think he goes to University of Cincinnati Conservatory really? which is one of the big theater musical theater schools. Wow. They're well, all If you look at the kids, Yeah, but credits, I couldn't see Chris Penn doing that role. He did. Was he and good he was, in it? He was okay cuz you know, he was a chubby guy that couldn't dance. So he fit it. But this guy plays oh, it. The girl is
1: a girl is a thousand times better than Sarah Jessica Parker.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she's really spunky. And she has the, the gr- girl.
1: she has a great voice for let's hear it for the boy.
0: She does. It's great voice. And, she and was it's not a,
1: because she's a girl of color, it's because she has a really good voice. Yes,
0: and she had a great <laughs> 80s jumpsuit at the end for the prom. Uh-huh. It was it was just if you if you were a fan of all the teased hair, the big hair, the big shiny colors. See it on Monday when it's only going
1: to be 80 degrees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just fun. If you, you know, and there's just such this nostalgic appeal for the 80s, I think. You know, people just if you grew up, you know, if you were around that I mean, because it was so over the top. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and I, I and, and now I feel like
1: I see but you told me the cast list, now I want to see the movie. Uh, I don't
0: know. Well, it's not. Yeah, go. It's 110 minutes. Okay. So when you're not, not outside, the Jim, screen- what do
2: you think of Footloose? Uh, do well, you have fond it, memories of it? I, well, well, like I say I never saw the the whole original. I saw that remake, and it didn't it didn't do much for me, really. You know, as far as you know, movie musicals don't go. And I can't. But, there, imagine. but that
1: wasn't this wasn't was the remake was that musical or was that yes Gisner? that was musical yeah yeah oh wow yeah,
0: Miles Teller was Willard. Oh, okay. I can yeah. see him. He, doing was good. That. he was the best thing in it.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. Julian like, Huff and,
0: Yeah. The guy yeah. that played Ren, I don't even know his name because yeah. he obviously oh, he was, hasn't a, he was done a country anything. star. Oh. I thought he was a country music guy. And they did the Blake Sheldon footloose at the end in the barn. Mm. Well, next week
1: the ninth film of Quentin Tarantino.
2: Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. And then uh, uh,
0: I want it to be as good as I hope it will be.
2: And uh, we're also going to see the farewell next week.
0: Uh, yes, some of us are not, mm-hmm. but I want to see that because that's the Aquafina movie that's getting raves. Right, it is, and she's she goes
1: back to find out that her uh, grandmother is dying, is and to, but, no but one they will tell her they won't tell her that she's dying. They just they're all hey everybody's here.
2: Yeah, we're throwing a fake wedding so we, everyone can say bye
1: round. Which makes that that's
0: something the family would do. Yes. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, Once Upon a Time in America, I don't know if you uh, – I mean in Hollywood. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but they've changed their promotion tactic to make it funny. Less, funny. less <laughs> Manson-y? Yeah, less Mansony, <laughs> Less. Let's uh, Let's all be funny because Brad Pitt plays a stuntman. Leo DiCaprio he plays – He plays
1: Leo's stuntman. Leo's a mm-hmm. hot, famous Hollywood actor, and Brad Pitt plays his stuntman. But they say they'd both be really cool with this new guy, Charles Manson. Charlie, Charlie Manson. And so.
0: And they, uh, Sharon Tate's in it and everything. But it looks. Margot Robbie is Sharon yes. Tate. I think she looks fabulous as yeah, Sharon yeah. Tate. And uh, I think uh, Tarantino, his trademark music and the period's gonna look really good. But we all know it's probably gonna be very violent. Now, it, yes, it is.
1: There's no. Uh, I read the description no nudity drug use sexual content and extreme graphic violence yay that, yeah. well that's tarantino anyway and language.
0: yeah yeah and it might be revisionist too like so a, that oh, charlie yeah. charlie gets killed rather than uh yeah. rots away and dies in prison who knows who knows, but, um, yeah, we're looking very forward to that because it comes out next Friday. We're not seeing it till Wednesday, so it misses the print deadlines for my publication. Is that on purpose, you think? No, because the reviews are coming out already, and well, because it, it was a con. So oh. everybody that went there they have open season. But we're doing that lately a lot, like with the Wednesday night, so we don't get it in till but we put it online. Well, you can uh, you can mention uh, Battle Angel comes out on DVD next week, and so does Missing Link. That's right. I was gonna. That's the streaming list that I made. Uh, right now, uh, the big news in Hollywood is going on Comic Con, and they showed the Top Gun Maverick trailer. Top Gun Two, Maverick. Uh,
1: Conan O'Brien spent the day with Tom Cruise, and then they debuted it together on uh, his show. And then it leaked, and now it's everywhere. But then also they announced how Deadpool is going to join the MCU. He's going to be in Spider-Man 3. He might make cameos in other movies, but they say he is going to team up with Spider-Man. And it's going to be a non-rated-R version of Deadpool that's going to be – they're still going to make rated-R Deadpool movies. But the one that's going to be in Spider-Man 3 will be a little tamer. Because Spider-Man and Deadpool are buddies in the comics, right, Jim? Yeah, yeah, yeah They yeah. team up a lot.
2: Oh, yeah. The cartoons, too, yeah. Hmm.
1: And then the whole bunch of stuff coming out, like the It trailer dropped. and
0: <gasps> Yes. Which looks so creepy, scary. The,
1: no, Is the cat's trailer yeah, looks scary. That looks
2: creepier, the cat's trailer. <laughs> they just look have not seen the Cats trailer? No. Oh, I saw some clips of it this morning. I
1: saw the whole thing and it's
2: it's like a yeah. it's like a nightmare dream from Dr. Moreau right, right from his island. I don't. Oh.
1: But you can see Taylor it's Swift. You can see the 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 lead Jennifer is Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson, the lead is a ballet dancer. She doesn't she doesn't have any songs. Uh, and Jennifer Hudson's the one singing Memory. Grizabella. And uh, let's see, De- Jason Derulo, James Corden,
2: Idris Elba,
1: Idris Alba and it does not look like Judy it's going Dench. to be. Oh yeah, Judy Dench. She doesn't sing either.
0: Well, that <laughs> plays my least favorite musical of all time, and so it's Cats. It, it's, this cat. looks creepy. You know? It looks. Oh, it wow. looks odd. Weird. It, I thought it was going to be
1: kind of like Jungle Book or Lion King that they were going to do that, and they were just going to provide the voices. No, these are them in cat suits. Digital um, cat suits. Digital cat suits. Yeah. So. Oh, and Rebel Wilson's in it too. Actually, she looks really funny in this movie. Mist- she looks great. Okay.
0: Well, we'll see who's Mister Uh Idris Elba. Could be. Could be. Uh, Idris Elba is in a Stella Artois commercial. I love Stella. I could not believe. Yeah. It. Well, so were Je- Sarah Jessica Parker and
1: the uh, big Jeffrey Lebowski. Bridges.
0: Jeff Bridges as yes. the dude. But I mean, it just
1: and they, al- they also announced that Idris Elba is not going to be James Bond. It's going to be uh, uh, Lynch.
2: Yes, Lynch. Yes, from Captain. From Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yes.
1: She she's going to be the well. I guess she wouldn't be an African American. She'd be a Af- British African.
2: <laughs> but yeah, she's just inheriting the number. Right. Temporarily. And she's
1: going to be in Bond
0: 25. Yeah. And- oh. Well, uh, Idris is on the cover of my new Vanity Fair. I love him. So he's smart. Well, just, he's, he's
1: going to be in the movie coming out in two weeks. Yes. He's the villain.
0: The Hobbs and Shaw. We will get Dan to talk about that. Uh, the uh, news on Broadway is that Paul McCartney is going to do a musical based on It's a Wonderful Life.
1: It's going to debut in the West End first and then come to Broadway.
0: Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that because if anybody can do that. Do it would that. Be. I, I actually sat through his opera one time. One Billy
1: Joel did an opera too.
0: Yeah. Hmm. No, <laughs> that that good, huh? Well, I mean, you know, it whatever. But uh, Fargo is the also news today season four. Chris Rock. Chris Rock, but they announced Ben Wishaw and uh, Jesse Buckley from Wild Rose.
2: Did did you uh, folks review that there? Yeah, she saw it. You saw it? You saw it? Was it, uh, what, did you just think it was wonderful? Because I thought it was wonderful. I'll I'll tell you I did.
0: I did. She was great. And so Julie Walters, it's really good. And I have been a fan of hers ever since I saw her in Beast. I haven't watched Chernobyl yet, but I was struck. So she's going to be in Fargo. What I like about this story is it's set in... Fargo. No, Kansas City. It's two warring crime families. Oh. It's going to be the Italian crime family and the African-American crime family. And these are people that immigrated here in the 50s. Hmm. And uh, they trade sons, which I don't understand. So they'll stop killing each other. And so they trade sons, and uh, it sounds—well, all— it's far. The first season, the, the first Brothers. two seasons were fabulous. Third season with Ewan McGregor and Mary Elizabeth Weinstein. and then a little bit sh- uh, shaky. Which one was uh, Jesse uh, Jesse Plimkin in? And- he was in second season. Second season brilliant. I think he even got an Emmy nomination for her, but Kirsten Dunst, and he married her. Yeah. They met on that. Yeah. Oh. better than an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, the Emmy nominations came out this week. Did you look at them? Or? Yeah,
1: no, Game of Thrones. I, Jimmy Kimmel had a great line. Between us and Game of Thrones, we got 33 nominations. <laughs> Game of Thrones got 32 of them, but.
0: <laughs> Do you know, in the talk show list, Jimmy Fallon was left out. So I mean, finally, because uh-huh, that's, yeah. that's it's just one of daily shows in there and uh,
1: John Oliver John Oliver's going to win. Because you know why that show's great. Yeah. yeah.
2: I was just looking through the nominees for uh, Fosse Vernon and it got represented, so I was happy about that. Oh, me too. There was I'm...
1: also something uh, Handmaid's Tale got nominated this year, but it also got nominated last year for the same season. I don't I I don't know how that works. And I mm. guess
2: well I guess uh, I I had just watched uh, Escape from De- Escape at Danamora, and I noticed that Patricia Arquette is got has got Emmy nominations. I guess it was just you know she was getting Golden Globes and broadcast stuff yes. uh, at the end of the year, so it's still in contention for this year's Emmy. So. Yes,
0: and so is uh, Paul Dano and uh, and uh Benicio Benicio del, Toro. del Toro. They're all and nominated. Adam
1: Sandler's Saturday Night Live hosting got him a lot of Emmy nominations. Ooh. Did it get original song? I don't know. The but Chris Farley song uh, broke see, my heart. But see, and- that was that was in the Netflix special, 100% fresh, or 100% certified fresh. That was already on TV, so I don't know if that counts because it was in the special before he did it on Saturday Night Live. Hmm.
0: But I mean, it could, it could be
1: nominated from the Netflix special, right?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, because they have that category, a song written for TV. Yeah. That's how Lin-Manuel Miranda got an Emmy, because he wrote a song for the Tony Awards. Well, uh, Springsteen's nominated, and if
1: he wins, he'll get an EGOT, even though the Broadway one is honorary. But if he it's wins, still, it's still— I mean, there are yeah. a lot of people that still have it.
0: Well, I wouldn't have given it to to uh, 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 Andrew Lloyd Webber and, and uh, Tim Rice for Jesus Christ Superstar. Well, they,
1: they were— supposedly very involved in it. But that that's how John Legend got his too.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah. But you know, I mean, it's Jesus Christ Superstar, which was 1970. 70. And it was. But it wasn't on TV before. Yeah, I know, but still. Anyway, so let's we,
1: say bye. Ron's got to leave. We are, yes, the people love um, putting and, and these
0: uh, microphones the, in uh, our faces. Uh, Neil Labute is in town. The, tomorrow he'll be there at 11 a.m. at the Gaslight Theater. It's free admission because it's the high school finalist. Oh, good. So if you So was he in town coverage, last week and this no, week? Just no, this week? Just this week. Tonight uh starts the second set. Okay. Yeah. So that's what's going on. And Cinema St. Louis, Saint Louis Filmmaker Showcase, has the closing party on Sunday night. Did you guys agree 8 on 8 to what sucks? eleven PM. We uh determined our awards with much discussion. Let's put it like that. It's uh it's not unanimous? No. Um, but we generally can't compromise. We, okay. we did a good job compromising, I think. I think we could live with what all we chose. There's some really good local people that are getting honored, which is good. Any
1: friends that we know?
0: Um uh, we can talk about that next week okay <laughs> but uh but uh yeah if oh you, you can't want to say, say it, yet yeah no because they're still going on it's still on brown hall washington university there's some really excellent local docs good there's one on that murder in valley park that that guy took that little girl and murdered oh yeah in, in 2002 summer very good documentary so there's i mean it's they're local and then paul shankman did one uh remem- the former channel two reporter yeah yeah so so there's some heavy hitters in the documentaries and the, the i will say this um the last night is uh, the ghost who walked it's a feature film and it's extremely professional and uh my colleagues and I we watch 55 shorts and two features and the thing the biggest thing is digital technology has advanced so much it's mm-hmm. really impressive we no longer have that you know the sound issues the lighting issues that we used to have so much but people need to hire better actors and, or editors and people need to not be so derivative about their scripts mm-hmm. because go live a life and then write a script Okay. I'm just, i <laughs> Daddy paid for everything. <laughs>
1: My name is Carl Middleman. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore CarlTheIntern. You can hear me on FM News Talk 97.1 periodically
0: and every Saturday night with Max Foise on at MaxOnMovies. I'm Lynn Van House, timesnewspapers.com, KTRS with Ray and Jay on Thursday nights, but I'm going to be on tonight Ooh. because I was at the Muni last night. Yeah, you were. And so, uh, and then here, our our page, our Real Times Trio, we have a Facebook page, <gasps> wow. and you can find us on stl.com too.
2: And this is Jim Benson. You can re- read my reviews on wearemoviegeeks.com. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Thanks for being us. with My us. Pleasure. And see
0: you at the and see you at
2: Grants Farm. Yeah, betcha. Yes.
1: Jim will draw your picture for money. That's right. And he yeah. drew our picture. And this is a picture that you can see up into your left right here on SoundCloud. Yeah. That's right.
0: You That's right. you did that. That's right. So uh, yeah. So Thank happy you. happy uh, weekend.
1: Stay cool.